Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of At Home with Eastbrook Homes. On today's episode, we are talking to Joe Sambert. He's the vice president and senior mortgage banker at Dart Bank. We're gonna be talking about the rates, how we should think about them, and the difference between jumping into existing homes and new construction. As I said, my guest today is Joe Sambert from Dart Bank. Joe, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing well. Um, the real estate market is is very busy and um, <laughs> just excited to be on your show. It, we are excited to have you and busy is about the uh, biggest understatement in the last three years I've heard about, about this market. And so let's start there, Joe. You know, from your perspective as a vice president and senior mortgage banker, right from the banking perspective, what is what does the market look like to you guys right now? Yeah, from a probably global perspective, I mean, I think really um, when the pandemic started, that'd be a good starting point of kind of describing this market. Um, when the pandemic started, people started returning home, rates declined pretty dramatically, the mortgage interest rates, and we see we saw a start of a big refinance boom. And that really started um, in spring, the year of COVID, and, and really once the market kind of the real estate purchase market started slowing down because obviously people in Michigan were at home and over that six week period really wasn't much purchase activity. As soon as the state changed some of the guidelines, the purchase market just exploded. Uh, we weren't sure how, what would happen after you know the, the onset of the pandemic and really the, the market exploded at that point to some people's surprise. And basically we were in a refinance boom and a purchase boom all at the same time, which is very unusual. Historically, you know, when rates are really low, it's because the economy may be um, having a little dip or maybe towards a recession type of activity. That's what's creating a low interest rate environment typically. And so usually you have a refinance boom. We had a refinance and a purchase boom all at the same time. And really from the purchase perspective, there is a, um, there was a, a, a lack of supply high demand and it's, it's caused a situation that we're still in where if you're looking to purchase a home right now an existing home you're probably going to be in a competitive bid situation with multiple offers um, still very much so in most markets in michigan um, and throughout the country is we have a supply issue which is creating a um, seller's market which is what they call that and essentially of multiple offers and and so it can be really frustrating for first-time home buyers, for people looking to get into the market. Um, it can be a longer, you have to be more patient. Um, from a construction perspective, of construction market, um, the inventory is there. So there is inventory. There has been um, some issues with, with the speed of how the inventory is coming onto the market because of the supply chain, building materials, labor. Um, th that's obviously caused a little bit of problem during the pandemic. Um, due to some of the supply chain issues, it's kind of slowed down. But again, there's inventory there. You're probably not going to run into multiple offers in the same way you'll run into it in an existing market. Um, obviously, the cost might be a little bit higher. Um, from interest rate perspective, we started this year, Freddie Mac reported, um, I believe, mid threes, 3.5% to start the January. That's from their data. Um, they do average surveys throughout the country and see kind of where things are in a 30-year fixed situation. And right now, we're seeing that 
in March, um, end of March, they just released that survey on March 24th and indicated that the current rate right now is more average of 4.42%. And they usually put average cost involved in that. But yeah, if you look at their, their website, they're reporting 4.42%. So we've seen even in two months, we've seen a pretty dramatic increase in the interest rate. And what's really interesting about this is we haven't seen a huge um, change in demand. This, the, it's, it doesn't seem to be softening. Um, usually when you see a huge increase like that, you may see a softening of purchases or pre-qualifications. Uh, pre really from a global perspective, we're really not seeing that. Um, I'm sure in some markets we might be, but um, still very strong seller's market at this point in most communities. And so, Joe, I'll ask you a two-part question. One, when you see the rate go up a full point in two months, do you expect that to tick up for the rest of 22? How, how can a consumer think about that? And two, any idea then, if it's not a softening market, what's driving the rate up? Okay, so from the interest rate perspective, the, the, the rate increase is really tied to more of our inflation issues as a nation. So the Fed... Um, it has a couple things going on. So one, the Fed has kept their rates, which they lend to banks and what banks lend to, to each other. They've kept those rates, the Fed rate, they call that Fed fund rate. They've kept that rate very low um, over the last few years during the pandemic in particular. Inflation started creeping up. They thought initially it was going to be transitory, temporary in nature. Well, now they've realized this is not necessarily a temporary issue. And so what the Fed does when inflation is going up, that just historically rates will have to rise because when people are lending to other people, they're, the money they're receiving back, it doesn't have the same kind of buying power. So what the Fed's gonna try to do here is they've already announced several increases throughout the year, which is they've already made those announcements of, of what is coming through this year. They can always change those at any Fed meeting, but that actually started the kind of rapid increase in rates. But they also, um, they also have they go and buy mortgage-backed securities. And so they go to these treasury auctions, buy these securities. So there's two things they're doing all at the same time. And they've also indicated they're gonna kind of slow down the purchases of those securities, which also is having impact on interest rates. So there's this kind of a double thing going on there and they're really just trying to control inflation so it doesn't get out of control. And so with that, we're gonna continue to see um, this level of interest rates most economists predict. I think it's a little higher than most economists predicted for the year already. Um, and I think that's because of some of the new inflation numbers that came out. So we, I mean, I think most of them predicted would stay in this range. Um, and then it's hard to see what the end of the year will look like. It really depends on how inflation is, is, um, is coming along and what, what, what they're reporting on that. It seems like it's a four-sided sword for most <laughs> most consumers at this point. But, you know, like you said early on, we've got purchasing and refinancing happening. We've gone up a full point in the last two months. So my question to you to tap into your knowledge is, is it too late for consumers to think about refinancing? Or, you know, wh what is your point of view on, on that right now? Yeah, so the, um, the mortgage um, MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they came out and I believe they reported that we're down 50% in applications on refinancing. So the refinance demand has gone down dramatically, um, and that's because of interest rates. So people look at you have to kind of look at your personal perspective of where you're at. Yes, if you're, you know, at six percent and above on a pretty large loan amount, it may be 
um, advisable to, to consider refinancing um, because obviously you'll still have some savings. People looking to go from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage still may be savings. Um, debt consolidation, home improvement, that's where we're going to see some of the refinance opportunities um, is, is that frontage of some kind of um, renovation to their home, uh, big life event, something like that is where before we had a lot of, you know, they had millions of eligible people. Now that's shrunk down quite a, quite dramatically because of where we are with interest rates. So Joe, a lot of times on this podcast, we talk about what might be the perceived sticking point if a consumer is thinking about building, right? Because going from your home to another home, if you're in the buyer's market and you want to get into that octagon, you sort of know what you're dealing with. When you're moving to building, it can be a little bit different. And from your perspective, I'm wondering, is there a difference in interest rates between a purchase and existing home and building? Or is that does that not actually exist? No, that's a great question. Um, there is a slight difference in interest rates. So um, anytime the building process obviously is a longer process than purchasing an existing home. So anytime you add length of time, you're gonna see impact on interest rates. The longer that rate has to go out, let's say it's six months, a year, et cetera, the more risk there is as far as rates going up. And so the banks usually include that into the, into the financing. So I think typically speaking, um, not speaking for us in particular, but across the board, there's usually a quarter percent to a half a percent, I think is a general industry standard of a little higher interest rate. But a lot of it is based on your actual situation as far as like the length of when you're going to be completed and when the home is going to be done. That's so, kind of the trigger. That's the piece of no of knowledge that we need to know is like, okay, when we anticipate that home being done, how does that impact your interest rate? And it, it really is particular uh, to the person's situation. My last question, and I know I don't know you very well, so this is a completely unfair question. I will preface it by saying that, but with your wealth of knowledge in this space, what is your sense of the rest of the year as far as this market goes, right? Because like you indicated at the beginning of this interview, there's a lot of people that are either new home buyers or trying to move. And it's extremely frustrating to have forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars over asking price and not even being in contention, which can bum you out and kind of send you in a different direction. What is your sense about the rest of twenty two and maybe even on to twenty three? Obviously, because in your world you look much further into the world than probably most consumers do. What do you see the market doing in the next, call it eighteen months? Well, you know, I think my my sense is that the because we still have so many pre-qualifications and so many people sitting there looking for the to enter the market, I think the demand will still be good throughout 2022. I think the big question in our industry is what does 2023 look like? And there's so many geopolitical other things that are playing into this that could affect that. But I think, you know, I think there is some consideration of, okay, well, 2023, the market might could soften. I mean, I think there's been some discussion. I don't, and I just don't just mean the real estate market. I meant the, the whole economic market, the stock market, um, it's just our economy in general, I think it's been running hot for a long time. So most economists believe there will be some sort of softening in 2023, but it looks clear, you know, we were, we had questions coming into this year, but it looks clear to me um, from what I'm seeing on the ground that the demand is still very strong. Um, and you mentioned something, Eric, about um, the frustration of, of in lack of control on the existing market. Well, the one thing you do have on the construction side is you do have a little bit more control. You can come in, 
look at a lot, get with a builder. The price gets usually locked in at a certain point. Your rate, you know, you can look at a construction loan, the rate's getting, you can actually have a little bit more control as far as the cost, the timing. And so that is where I think we did notice a, a big shift from the existing market to new construction. And I think that's true for most people. Most people in my profession have noticed that. And I think it's because the consumer is looking for more control of the price and um, the opportunity, the inventory. And there's inventory there. They can enter into the price, even if it might be more, a little bit more costly than existing homes. They're looking for that because they, the demand is really still strong there. The other thing to watch in Michigan in particular um, this year, Eric, is in February of 2022, the governor signed into some new legislation, a tax incentive for first-time home buyers. And so basically, a first-time home buyer is defined by anyone that's not been a homeowner in the last three years. That's how our industry de defines that. And so up to $5,000 a year per single person, $10,000 for a joint tax filer can be set aside in a um, state program that you can set aside in a savings program where the interest can accrue um, tax deferred from state of Michigan taxes, not federal, and um, can be withdrawn without any, uh, with, a, with a tax savings there as well. So that's really interesting to see if that will, it's really to help promote uh, first-time home buyers. And then we're seeing nationally Fannie and Freddie, is they're kind of jumping in on that too, trying to, they're really focused on home affordability. And so look for some new programs for the first-time home buyer to help them, incentivize them, um, maybe ease them into the housing market. Joe Sambert from Dart Bank. Joe, if people want to reach out to you, they have other questions that I didn't get to today. What's the best way to find you guys and kind of get involved with Dart Bank? Yeah, the, our website's the best way to get get a hold of us. Um, it really is. It's the easiest way. And we, we have every all my contact information is on there, by the way. Um, and you can get that just by going to www.dartbank.com. Um, and you'll find it. Yeah. Joe, have a wonderful day. It was a pleasure talking to you. Cannot wait to have you back on when all of this sort of chills out and we can feel feel our way through that phase of the housing world. Feel free to reach out anytime, Eric. It's my pleasure, and thanks for the opportunity.